Hello, welcome back to How About That Crypto. You're watching your almost daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter. Today's news and updates are all about regulation. Yes, another case of the Mondays with regulatory updates. The Federal Reserve has issued multiple pieces of guidance along with the FDIC. This is all super big stuff, but not to worry, I'll explain it all. But first, if you like the content or you don't like the content, please let me know. Like, like, subscribe, follow, comment. It really helps support me, and I really love hearing from you and seeing those clicks and likes and stuff. I really appreciate it. And don't forget, this is not financial advice. You can use the links below to do your own research. <clears throat> all right. I hope you all had a great weekend. I know I definitely did. I just had a great conversation with George Leonardo, founder of Cap Hill Crypto and the Cap Hill Crypto Newsletter. He gave us some updates on legislation and Capitol Hill news in terms of crypto. So watch out, watch out for that this weekend. All right, here we go. Today, we were talking about guidance from the Federal Reserve, a.k.a. the Fed, and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, a.k.a. FDIC. You probably know the FDIC because they protect your deposits that you make in your bank. You know you that little sign that says FDIC insured? And the Fed, you probably know as a central bank. And the members set the interest rates that we keep hearing about all the time. <coughs> If you want to know more about the Fed, just check out the link below. I did a whole video as to why the Fed's important to listen to. Okay, let's dive right in. I'm going to share my screen. If you're listening on podcast, please leave use the links below to follow along or just listen up because it will all be explained. Okay, author Nick Ellish. Nick Ellish D writes for Coindesk. U.S. Fed opens pathway for crypto banks to tap central banking system. The central bank will create a three-tiered system for evaluating whether a financial institution should have access. Now, uh, let's just watch this. The uh, Just to give you a little background, uh, the mass, it says that the central bank will create a three-tiered system for evaluating whether a financial system, financial institution should have access. So basically these this is all about banks getting access to have an account directly with the Federal Reserve, which is only for like the the big banks that follow all these guidelines. But there's no rules for crypto. So check this out. This is I believe this is this is the author. Uh, he will tell you a little bit about it. OK, here you go. Morning, Nick. So. The U.S. Fed is opening up a pathway for crypto banks to tap cent the central banking system. What's going on? Good morning. Yeah. So yesterday, the Federal Reserve published its final guidelines for basically explaining how banks and novel non-bank entities with financial charters could get access to the you know master accounts and to the global payment system. And this is important because a lot of crypto companies are currently, or some crypto companies are currently trying to become, you know, basically full-fledged banks. Uh, if they are able to get master accounts, they're able to provide the same kinds of banking services that, you know, for example, Silvergate or Signature currently provide. And it will give them the opportunity to bypass, you know, these intermediaries. They don't have to find banking services of their own. They can be banks for other crypto companies. So what the Fed did is basically created a three-tiered structure and outlined certain principles that it's looking at and said, all right, well, you know, if you are a, you know, full you know, bank, you're covered by a federal regulator, you have federal deposit insurance, then we're going to subject you to a little bit of scrutiny, but not too much. On the other end of the spectrum, if you are a, you know, not federally regulated entity, you do not have deposit insurance 
And this kind of sounds like banks that we've heard of, such as Custodia and Kraken Bank out in Wyoming, then they're going to be subject to the strictest level of scrutiny. And both of these companies have already filed for master accounts. We don't know what the status of those applications are. They've been sitting in limbo for the last year and change. And really, you know, what yesterday's news suggests is that maybe they're going to be a little bit closer to actually becoming banks. Okay. So basically what he's saying is that these com- the, there's a bunch of crypto companies that have applied to be uh, an actual bank or have access to the Federal Reserve uh, Bank itself. So let me put it to you like this simple way to think about it. If you don't have a master account with the Federal Reserve, then you have to borrow money from another bank. But if you have a master account with the Federal Reserve, you can borrow money directly from the Federal Reserve. And you can get those lending rates at significantly lower costs than if you go through a third party. And on top of that, it looks like there's some other benefits as well. I'm going to kind of scroll down here and read you a couple of things here. Okay, there you go. <clears throat> Under guidance, tier one banks would be federally insured. Tier two banks would not be federally insured, but are still subject to prudential supervision by a federal banking agency. The third the third tier consists of firms that are not federally insured and not subject to prudential supervision by a federal banking agency, which would most likely apply to the Wyoming crypto banks. The reason why Wyoming keeps coming up is because they are were the first ones to pass these rules and allow for a, a local bank to be a crypto bank. So just read this again. The third tier consists of firms that are not federally insured and not subject to prudential supervision by a federal banking agency. So they don't have any insurance and there's no supervision by the federal bank. Now I come down here. Many commenters, on the other hand, recommend that the proposed guidelines should provide a more challenging path for institutions with novel charters to gain access to accounts and services. Many of these commenters argue that the proposed guidelines should subject non-federally insured institutions to the same type of requirements as apply to federally insured depository institutions, regardless of the institution's business model. Now, I think that's really interesting because it sounds like there's an argument about like if you're going to be something novel like crypto outside of the usual, then you should have more strict scrutiny. So why don't we do this? Why don't we jump over to the actual press release from the Fed? And I just want to read you something here and this should kind of clear things up. So this is directly from the Federal Reserve's press release, and it was titled Federal Reserve Board Announces Final Guidelines that Establish a Transparent, Risk-Based, and Consistent Set of Factors for the Reserve Banks to Use in Reviewing Requests to Access Federal Reserve Accounts and Payment Services. It says, the new guidelines include a tiered review framework to provide additional clarity on the level of due diligence and scrutiny that reserve banks will apply to different types of institutions with varying degrees of risk. For example, institutions with federal deposit insurance would be subject to a more streamlined level of review. While institutions that engage in novel activities and for which authorities are still developing appropriate supervisory and regulatory frameworks, a.k.a. crypto banks, 
would undergo a more extensive review. In response to public comments, the tiered review framework and the final guidelines was refined to provide more comparable treatment between non-federally insured institutions charter under state and federal law. So it sounds like that this was actually taken care of. Let's see this story. These were all, this all came out at the same time. So it sounds to me like this is a step towards getting crypto banks access directly to the Federal Reserve. Now, that's a really big deal because that'll lower costs for them and it super legitimizes them. So just this whole process for becoming uh, there is a pathway to getting it. Now, that doesn't mean that these banks will get approved. They could come up with all kinds of reasons to not approve them. But nonetheless, you know, you could ar- make that argument. But nonetheless, the fact that there are these rules in place and that the Federal Reserve is going out of the way to make a process, that is a positive thing. But some people think that that is just a way for them to prevent you from prevent crypto companies from getting becoming banks and having access to the Federal Reserve master account. And there's it's a lot less friction to getting money and getting cap raising getting capital. It opens up to them up to a lot of benefits. What do you think about this? Do you think this is a positive thing or a negative thing? Let me know by leaving a comment below and I am moving on. Okay, it says here, author Alex Nguyen reports for Bloomberg, Fed says banks that jump into crypto must do legal homework. Lenders should let supervisors know about plans ahead of time. Supervisory letter lists opportunities, risks of asset class. So we got the Fed is telling crypto banks how to get in the business with crypto companies. So I'm just going to read you a couple of here things here. Regulators at the Federal Reserve have a blunt warning for banks looking to take advantage of new opportunities that involve cryptocurrencies. Make sure they're legal first. The central bank on Tuesday released a supervisory letter recommending steps that lenders overseen by the Fed should take before getting involved in digital asset industry. As a starting point, the Fed said firms should notify the regulator prior to engaging in crypto-related activities and ensure they comply with rules. So this, this is, I think this is super interesting. What do you think about this? Uh, this is basically telling them that they have to i mean what i mean <laughs> i read the letter and it's not super it's not super clear what exactly they're looking for uh <clears throat> but it says let's see the emerging crypto asset sector presents potential opportunities to banking organizations their customers and the overall system it also poses risk and it says earlier this week the fed issued guidance for how to evaluate applications for financial institutions which i just said so if you click click on the link in, in the article, it takes you to the actual press release. And you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, that this is not a very long press release. This just says that they need to make sure they're following the rules and that they're not illegal. So what does that mean? I mean, I feel like is if it's a secure, if they're selling securities, but we don't have enough clarity to determine what our securities or a process for dealing with this, then they could be breaking the breaking the rules. So I'm concerned that this is just another potential roadblock for the crypto industry. What do you think about this? Do you think that this is just the same as what I said before? And this is just legitimizes the crypto space and getting rules and setting things up. 
Uh, or is this just another way to hamper the crypto industry? What do you think? Let me know. Leave a comment below. I'd like to hear from you. And I am moving on. Okay. Now we talk. Now we're going to talk about the FDIC. And as you probably know, if you've been watching this channel, we have had some fallout in the industry, a bunch of bankruptcies and bailouts, which are not over. Well, some of these companies tell you that your cash is FDIC insured. Beware of the real rules. Check this out. Here we have the FDIC's financial letter. Let's see right here. This is the financial institution letter. And it's titled Advisory to FDIC Insured Institutions Regarding Deposit Insurance and Dealings with Crypto Companies. And I'm going to read a couple of things from you for you for here from here says over the past several months, some crypto companies have suspended withdrawals or halted operations. In some cases, these companies have represented to the customers that their products are eligible for FDIC insurance coverage, which may lead comments customers to believe mistakenly that their money or investments are safe. The FDIC seeks to address misconceptions about the scope of deposit insurance coverage and related concerns. So you may have already heard this. You may have heard that Voyager got a cease and desist letter from the FDIC saying that you should not be telling people that their FDI their money is FDIC insured. However, you probably also know if you've been watching this that 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 during the bankruptcy process, Voyager Digital got the green light to give all the deposits held in their partner bank, which is an FDIC insured in bank. They agreed to give everybody their money back. So basically, if you put your money on Voyager or on one of these platforms, you're lending them their money. You can tinker around and play with what you hold, but ultimately, they're taking that money and they're lending it out. So when you have cash, it says that your US dollar cash is FDIC insured, but it's not actually held in an account in your name. All that money is pulled into one account and on the app or on their platform, they're separating it out as a means of accounting and and keeping track of it all. Well, they cannot say that they're FDIC insured. That's basically what this is saying. They can't say that. Now, keep going. I'm going to go down here a little bit. The FDIC crypto advisory reminds insured banks that they need to be aware of how FDIC insurance operates and need to assess, manage, and control risks arising from third-party relationships, including those with crypto companies. In dealings with crypto companies, FDIC insured banks should confirm and monitor that these companies do not misrepresent availability of deposit insurance. So now they're saying that if you're a bank and you're going to work with a crypto company, you have to scour their website and their Twitters and stuff like that to make sure that they're not saying that they have that your money is FDIC insured. Talk about a burden on the banks. And then I don't know how often that they're going to have to constantly scan the websites and emails and communications and Twitter in order to make sure that they're not misrepresenting so if they sign up an account and then three days later after it's all finalized they put up oh your money's fpsc insured well is the bank going to get in trouble and if if that is the case what kind of risk are these banks willing to take so now if we have banks that are able to become if we have crypto companies that are able to become banks and get an account master account with the fed then this isn't really that as important because 
the FDIC side of it, you know, they could not not misrepresent. And that would be ideal to not misrepresent. But you as a crypto investor should know how the FDIC it works. We just explained it here. So what I'm saying is if their legislation can be crafted and regulation can be crafted in a tricky way to prevent things from happening and potentially be negative for crypto. So what this what I've reported you so far is that crypto banks have a pathway to get a master account, but also there's all this scrutiny by current banks on crypto companies. So as long as crypto companies can become get a master account with the Federal Reserve, then this burden of that the FDIC is putting on banks may not be as important because at the end of the day, if I'm a company and I'm heavily regulated bank, I don't know if I want to get into, into business with you. If I'm going to have to constantly scan your website and emails and Twitter, et cetera. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Let me know if you let if you're following me, uh, you can leave a comment below. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, what do you think about this? And I am moving on now for our last story of the day. We have some shadiness happening. Author Derek Anderson reports for Cointelegraph. Senator asks FDIC about allegations it discourages bank relationships with crypto companies. See what I'm just saying. So the FDIC, by putting out this previous, the thing that I was just talking about previously about saying, hey, you got to make sure that your com the companies you're working with are not misrepresenting the FDIC insurance. Well, now... Now it turn and then that potentially could be used as a means of deterring banks from getting into business with crypto companies because it poses some level of risk to the bank. Well, now we find out that this um the FDIC may not be very friendly to crypto companies, which just reinforces my understanding of this FDIC guidance. So check this out. Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey, ranking member of the United States Senate Banking Committee, has sent a letter to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, director and acting chairman Martin Grunberg, informing him of allegations made by a whistleblower concerning FDIC activities. The senator suspects the FDIC may be improperly taking action to deter banks from doing business with lawful crypto-related crypto companies. So that sounds like what I just said about that guidance that I just talked about. Toomey wrote that there is corroboration of whistleblower allegations that personnel in the FDIC's Washington, D.C. headquarters are urging FDIC regional offices to send letters to multiple banks requesting that they refrain from expanding relationships with crypto-related companies without providing any legal basis for sending such letters. In addition, Toomey wrote that there were reports that the staff at FDIC headquarters took the highly atypical step of contacting staff in a regional office to urge them to downgrade the status of a loan to a crypto-related company, adding that the FDIC regional office staff reportedly interpreted the involvement, at, in, involvement of FDIC headquarters in this matter as an effort to change how loans to crypto-related companies are generally classified and to deter banks from extending such loans in the future. Wow. So what do you think about this? I think that this just goes to show that 
there when there are people in the government that do want something to not happen it doesn't take an act of congress in order to stop it or deter it so this the fdac is essentially picking winners and losers it took a whistleblower going to commit to a senator of the banking committee thank goodness it was that because that's a big deal they over oversee banking it took a whistleblower to come out and let people know, hey, like there is severe prejudice going on in the FDIC and this is not OK. Do you think what do you think about all this news? When I talk about regulation being the number one risk to crypto, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Regulation and legislation. What we need is an act of Congress so that the regulators aren't out there making all the rules. We need laws written that are put together by the represent representatives of the people and not just some appointees and hired help that work at the government. That is what I think. What do you think? Please leave a comment below. Let me know what, you, what your thoughts are and have a good day. This is Regulate, Regulation Monday. Hot on.